from Fox 8 Sports. You're listening to Fox 8 Overtime. From Fox 8 Studios in New Orleans, welcome into Overtime, the podcast for all things sports, all things Louisiana, and everything in between. I'm Chris Hagan alongside John Bennett, and today we are talking LSU football. John Bennett says he has some concerns. I want to make sure this is a safe space to raise concerns. It is a safe space, but first, we want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and tell your friends. And if you want to get in touch with us, we encourage you to use the Final Play app and definitely the Tiger Huddle app. It is blowing up right now to submit a question. Now, John, let's get to it. The Tigers win 66-38. to That's a lot of points. That's a good thing. That's a lot of points. I hope everyone out there took the over because no one expected Vanderbilt to score 38, and I think that's where John may have his concerns. That's part of the concerns. Do we want to do concerns first, or do we want to do the easy part? We'll start with the easy part. We'll start with the softballs. Joe Burrow. Wait, that's one of my concerns. Oh, wow. Okay. Is he too confident? Well, I don't know if he's too confident. Maybe the defense is too confident within <laughs> in their offense to go out and bail them out each and every week. That that might be my concern more than yeah, anything. Tell me about the good stuff about Joe Burrow. Uh, the good stuff about Joe Burrow, well, he threw for almost 400 yards, nearly uh, hit that 400 mark for what would have been a third straight game. Uh, six touchdowns. They were brilliantly efficient at points. A one-score drive, a couple five-or-less-play-score drives, just chunking the ball down the field. Jamar Chase, excellent. Uh, 229 yards on 10 catches with four touchdowns. He had one of those one-play drives, just took a quick slant and made some nice moves and took it to the house. He did that a couple times um, with that play. So those are the good things I see. Um, My biggest issue would be tackling in space was at times not great and let this yeah. Vanderbilt first downs. And can I lead off by saying, like, Grant Delpit yeah. set the tone, defensive leader, preseason we're talking about, you know, is he one of the best draft picks or is, is he going to be one of the best defenders in LSU history? Is he a top five draft pick? You name it, he's replacing Greedy Williams and Devin White in that leadership role. And he has had a lot of missed tackles. Yeah. And I think I think he might be he might be onto it, or he might be onto the criticism because he tweets, "The offense is eating right now, and man, I love it." And I I want to know if that's like a you know subtle shade at I see the criticism of myself, the defense, um, and you know I know it's there, but I'm gonna put I'm gonna poke fact to the fun that we're still winning. Yeah, because the offense is still putting up six. But like the points. defense isn't as much a part of the party as the offense is no. right now. And they've said it. I mean, asked about it in interviews th- during the week. It's always, we want to do our part. We want to step up to the level of the offense. You know, they don't want to be known as this team, LSU, that, you know, has this tremendous defensive history. And all of a sudden, just because the offense finally shows up after years and they just turn on the light and they're instantly putting up 40, 50, 60 points, the defense says, all right, we're good. We've been carrying this team for a decade. Yeah. Now it's our turn. Our turn to rest. That's not how it works, and that's not gonna, that's not going to work if you, you know, want to make it as far as this team wants to make it this season. Yeah, and they're dealing with. We'll get into the injuries, but the defense as a whole entered the game without Glenn Logan, Rashard Lawrence, and Caleb on chase on. Okay, I get it, and I'm not as much saying that the pass rush wasn't there or the run stopping wasn't there. 
I'm just saying, I'm just saying that the missed tackles are egregious. The guys running in space, the pursuit angles, the long yards after catch or yards after initial contact that Vanderbilt was putting up there. I think that's an issue that regardless of injuries shouldn't be happening. And regardless of scheme, whatever Dave Aranda's doing out there, it doesn't matter. Once you get contact, the Vanderbilt player should be going down, and we didn't see enough of that yesterday. No, we saw guys flying in on some of those wide receiver screens and missing tackles. And, dude, that's part of – that's a big part of what a lot of teams do when they spread the football out. It's getting the guy, the ball to guys in space. It doesn't necessarily mean downfield. Alabama, you know, makes a living if they're not – it's kind of how LSU's offense is. Like, you I mean, take yeah. the shots down the field, or you have the quick inside zone runs, or, you know, quick hits to to receivers, and that's where you got to make tackles. Otherwise, you see some of what, you know, Vandy didn't tackle well either, but you don't expect them to. That's what led to some of those big plays from a Jamar Chase. Um, we saw some of those big plays against Texas. You've got to be able to make those plays when you face a team like Alabama, especially if you're not getting pass rush. Because, look, we talk about – <clears throat> Glenn Logan, Rashard Lawrence, and Caleb on chase on being out. That's big. Guess what? They played against Texas. And guess what? Texas still eight, man. Yeah. I mean, the pass, let's not act like the pass rush was this um, Houston Texans effort or this yeah, again with chase know, on. big effort just because all those guys were there. Like, there's still issues with guys winning their matchups up front. Yeah, that's just it. Um, so, I mean, that's that's the defense. And seeing Divinity go go down again. You know, Ogeron at halftime said he expected him back. And then after the game said it was a little more serious. So it doesn't sound like it's as serious as Terrace Marshall. But I think that I, I think that it'll just hurt the continuity of this defense as they try to tune things up in two weeks against Utah State or even in practice this week with the bye week. The fact that you don't have divinity out there and there's no indication that Chase on Lawrence and Logan are going to be back yet. So just that whole continuity piece to have four of the front seven defenders missing or hampered by injury is not a promising sign. Again, as this whole season just ramps up to the Alabama game and the meat of the SEC schedule. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. And I don't know if this was one of your talking points with Joe Burrow being too confident, but just I think I don't know if else he's going to get pushed to a point where, again, my concern being the defense where, like, they have to make a play where the offense isn't going to be able to come out and just light it up. I mean, maybe they have an off day. I And I just think we've seen how LSU is going to handle adversity, and that's going to be scoring. Like, when they – anytime they were down against Texas, it wasn't necessarily – like, and I mentioned it. I, di- I didn't totally dog the defense after that game, and I'm not trying to totally jump ship. And they like, did have the goal line stops. They made plays. In gifted a, by a They a made enough plays in that game. Yeah. So maybe, you know, when it is a closer game, you know, even if you're still – even if you give up, like, 30 or 40 points, do you get the one or two third down stops you need in pivotal spots to – you know, give your offense that separation. That's I mean, and it feels like we're watching a Saints game sometimes when you're like, look, if the defense can just get one turnover, and they got their turnovers yesterday. And he, 14 of the points, you got to credit to the LSU offense yesterday. But the 
there were still problematic signs early on from the defense when it was what was the first team defense yesterday that were not encouraging. Um, but on Burrow, my other concern is just that, so I get it, he's confident, and that is a big part of this offense's identity, that like that's our guy, this is how we're coming out, we're not taking our foot off the gas, we're backing up everything Joe says. But did you notice things got a little chippy at a few points? Oh, yeah. And so the O-line is having to back up what Burrow is saying. And, I mean, so so there's a fine line, and I get it that you can't have Burrow be confident and say things like the offense is going to score 60 points a game, but also ask him to tone back the trash talk in-game. So is there any happy balance there, or do you just have to take the good with the occasional bad of your offensive lineman getting a little chippy after plays and maybe getting a penalty. Uh, I think you you probably take the good with the bad right now because these are games where LSU should have them in hand and Burrow can talk his trash and uh, they'll back it up because it's Vanderbilt. I would like to see him. I would say when it gets down to it, uh, when the nitty meets the gritty against some of these tougher teams, maybe even a Florida. Yeah, Florida's not going away. Florida's not going away. Auburn is not going away. Yeah. Uh, our producer here, Chris Petrie, is going to have some words for me because uh, <laughs> I totally dogged Auburn on our SEC over-under wins. I took them under. I didn't have them beat Oregon. Definitely didn't have them beating A&M at A&M. Auburn's defense played well. The offense performed. Um, good team. So, I, anyway, there's going to be tougher games where Burrow's not going to be able to talk his stuff. But – that's that's fine. I mean, he's going to have his fun right now. Um, it looked like he took – I think what maybe sparked it, he might have taken a cheap shot from a Vanderbilt player. The one going the out side, of bounds. Yeah, yeah, on the sideline there. And I think that's kind of what started the trash talk. And then once LSU was flexing with their offense, he let them know. They yeah, really and um, Cody Warsham said on the um, the Hay Fighting podcast that LSU does in-house, he said that he heard Burrow saying right after that play – now I'm going to hang 500 yards on you. And if you notice after what was LSU's fifth touchdown, yeah, the camera cuts him the five. There were actually zeros. So he was saying, here comes the 500. Um, and he ended up just shy of 400. But I think, <laughs> I think point made. <laughs> Maybe he'll learn something about quantifying his trash talk like that. Um, that's just something I think to keep an eye on going forward is – if they can balance that line and if it does cost them at some point where Burroughs linemen start getting chippy and they get a personal foul after the play in a big game that's higher stakes than a you know, sixty six point win over Vanderbilt. Yeah. Maybe maybe it does. I'm not overly concerned about that right now. Um I would just say defensively there are things to clean up. It was Vanderbilt, it was rather routine, it was what you expected. Um Offensively, another game for a lot of guys to pad stats. But again, this was a team, <clears throat> if we want to take the good out of LSU's past, this was a team where, if nothing else, you wouldn't expect LSU to give up more than 10 to 17 points. I get it. I think the intensity changes, like I said, with, with Texas, when the game was close, I think the defense made a couple more plays. Um, the intensity changes for a game like this when your offense is out there, not only hanging up a ton of points, but I mean, if I'm the defense, I just came off the field. Even if it's after like four or five, six plays, 
and then I see Jamar Chase running the other way, and there maybe hasn't been a TV timeout. I'm like, all right, going back out there, and I think that'll that'll wear on you eventually. But like but first drive, eight plays, seventy five yards before LC's offense even got out there to start the yeah. track meet. Vandy started the point. track meet. And that was that came off that explosive play, that run yeah. early. And that's another thing. Again, that comes that was more of a, a missed assignment. Uh linebacker took didn't take a great uh he didn't take the right hole. Yeah. And so but th- it, those can't happen, but again, those are the big plays that swing games. I know big plays happen, but against Vanderbilt, you just like to see a little bit better effort than the thirty eight points given up. I know not all of them were on the defense, but still. Another concern, um, Terrace Marshall going down, reportedly uh, a fracture in his foot. Uh, timeline, not entirely sure. And college injuries, we really, you know, if you think NFL injuries are vague, college injuries. Yeah, are, you're not getting weekly updates, body parts, anything like that. Yeah, and, and the player's agent isn't going to be <coughs> leaking out updates either. Um, but it, how does this defense deal with losing one of – the three big receivers. Well, I think if Marshall's down, you hope Jefferson is okay. Yeah, um, and that one did look minor. That one looked minor. He was able to walk off, but any kind of – they got two weeks to rest, so that's good. But any kind of uh, any kind of injury you don't want to see from those guys because I think that's what has made them uh, so dynamic on that side of the ball. Like, you got to pick your poison. I mean, even going from those three – to Thaddeus Moss, who's proven when he gets targeted, he can make some plays. To Stephon Sullivan, who may not always be on the field, but when he's in, he and Burrow do have chemistry. Shout out Race McMath. Shout out Race McMath McCarr, as Five well. catches, 48 yards, and the first touchdown so of they his got career. The, they got the bodies, but, I mean, I think, obviously, Marshall, Chase, and Jefferson are big play guys. Like, yeah. Those, guys, and th- those, those three are cut above the rest. Yeah. There's um, a clear uh, – So, hopefully, lineage. that isn't anything serious because Marshall really broke out. You can tell – I mean, healthy, that guy is every bit of the recruit he was built up to be. Um, he and along with Jamar Chase and, again, Justin Jefferson. So that would be a concern, certainly. Um, ideally, you don't need him heavily against Utah State, um, Florida, probably. But I think they've got the receivers, the bodies, the athletes to match up with most teams. Just hopefully it's not too too long for Marshall. Yeah. Speaking of the athletes, the recruits, Derek Stingley. As good as advertised once again. And, um, I mean, he was a little challenged early on going against Jesuit's own Kalaja Lipscomb. But he ended up with the interception, um, a couple nice pass breakups. So it just continues to be both impressive and troublesome that he's shutting down half of the field or at least one whole receiver, and yet the defense is still having problems around him. It's the middle of the field that's given them issues, I think. And I I would say it's on, as Ogeron, as Ogeron alluded to earlier this year, it's on more of the zone defense plays. Um, they are much better in man than they are in zone. And I think receivers have done a good job of finding those holes against LSU and, and making some big plays off of those. I think that's what Texas did a lot of. And even, that's what... Uh, Northwestern State did a pretty good job of, and Ogeron said they switched to playing a little bit more man in the second half. So, um, yes, yeah, Stingley, Stingley did get targeted a bit. He he got got on a couple plays, but there were also some nice plays from Lipscomb. But um, the interception, obviously, some of the pass breakups he had, I mean, even 
that that's handling well when you're getting targeted and repeatedly having to make plays. He didn't give up too many. And, uh, yeah, everything you would expect from him and Fulton. But that's the kind of guys you're going to have to have. You're going to have to have those guys make plays, especially because they're going to face a lot better receivers throughout the SEC schedule, especially – look, it's, it's Bama. I mean, when I refer to – when any time you yeah. refer to, like, there's harder stuff to come, yeah, Auburn's good, Texas A&M's good. Those are going to be I mean, more Florida challenging on, than on this. October Even 12th. Florida, yeah. Trask might really be better than Franks. Like, yeah. He might be – I think he's a better passer. Um, they're going to be tougher games, but obviously Bama's the standard. So when you say you want to see LSU play better – because that's a game that everybody's pointing to, two undefeated teams. That's the level they got to be on. Yeah, and I, I think that is a healthy – for right now, I think the Bama game looming large is healthy for this team as they go into the bye week and then Utah State. But there's going to turn a point where they need to take the game at hand seriously. And that's where I'm I'm talking about that first play, first drive against Vanderbilt. You can't have that against Auburn or Florida – it's going to give them a confidence. And just on the off chance LSU can't go up and light out, go out and light up the scoreboard. Yeah, that's just that's that's the only thing. I mean, when Vanderbilt scores that early touchdown, I'm thinking, oh well, hope the offense can score today. Early kickoff. But then it's uh, like, yeah. okay, they can go score. Yeah, you know. But they get, when that when that doesn't happen, that's where the issues come up. Yeah. But I think it's pretty acceptable now that it's going to be. LSU's going to score. It's just, are they going to stop anybody? I tweeted it yesterday. Um, LSU versus Bama will be first to 70 points. It really might be. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it would back-to-back those games happening at the same time, and you're seeing the the scoring updates from yeah. Alabama and two is going off. And it was uh, it's going to be different this year. Well, who knows? It won't be a defensive struggle. It, it, if it's labeled as any sort of game of the century, this won't be a similar game of yeah. the century. It's hard to think that less than 12 months ago, LSU was shut out, albeit by a very good Alabama team. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest difference in the offensive philosophy and just the simple execution. That'll do it for now, but before you guys go, quick reminder and request to subscribe to this podcast ch- channel to automatically Get all of our content. Also, please rate and review the podcast to help spread the word. And if you want to get in touch with us, use that Final Play app or Tiger Huddle app. Download that Tiger Huddle app to submit a question. That'll do it for us. We'll talk to you next time on Overtime. At Keesler Federal Credit Union, if it's important to you, it's important to us. Here, you're more than a customer. You're a member. And we're more than a financial services provider. We're your financial partner with a genuine interest in your life. So whether you want the best rate on a credit card for the things you love, a home loan for the people you love, or savings and checking that work as hard as you do, we've got you covered. And that's a good thing. From Fox 8 Sports, this has been Fox 8 Overtime.